It's the second week of June, a.k.a. June Sickle Theater Month, and this month we're doing all things rock opera and rock musicals. So this week we're talking about the controversial rock opera slash rock musical, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. everybody welcome to the show welcome to how star wars is it that's the name this is how star wars is a podcast and we are the one of two podcasts mm-hmm. we have this there's this podcast and there's the patreon and those and are the only ones those are the only ones although i have heard tell recently of a third podcast called pop and bottles ah uh, yes but that's, and then also, that's over now that they're not on the show again. <laughs> right, they're not on the show anymore. We don't, we're not giving them free publicity. Get out of here. Get out of here, Josh and Rob. Although literally um, you might hear an ad for their show. On- <laughs> I know. I was going to say, we always do this bit about how we're the only podcast slash there's only two podcasts. And yet every episode has a plug for, for a different or Chicago ad podcast. for a different <laughs> Chicago podcast. So we are betraying our own premise right out the gate. But the actual but, premise is we rate and review things comparing them to Star Wars. So Star Wars movies, we tend to give much higher scores than, say, yep. um, Circles. Yes. One of our oh, lost don't, episodes. Don't remind me about <laughs> yeah, Circles. One of that our episode was so good. tragedies. <laughs> lost because Josiah accidentally deleted his tr- side of the, the track. And so, for the past to- four, three, well, this is the fourth, years... Uh, the month of June, minus one year when it was June Manji month, we right. have done June Sickle Theater, and we've talked about the works of musical theater. And this year, we are leaning on rock operas and or rock musicals. And if you don't yeah. know the difference, listen to last week's episode where we talk ad nauseum and try to figure it out. Yeah, um, because they're kind of... There kind of isn't a difference, but there kind of is. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on how um, strict you are with... I don't know, words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, with your terms. But uh, the reason that this particular subgenre came up is that um, we are both in Anarchy, the improvised rock opera, and as a um, marketing tactic, we our, our group floated the idea of maybe doing like a theme week where instead of just being improvised and fully sung and the general genre of rock opera that we were going to lay on an additional thing like an actual rock musical as sort of like an inspiration like say rent or tommy or whatever and josiah and i both were like we don't know any rock operas yeah <laughs> so let's watch and listen to some as um as a podcast thing yeah and speaking of anarchy speaking of anarchy we've got a special guest who is one of our teammates our t- uh, uh on anarchy uh a very gifted talented performer gifted and talented from the program <laughs> in school uh very talented performer performs with anarchy and also with comedy sports please welcome to the show for the first time paul brand hello yeah hello. one two three four <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. We forgot to say we're from this moment on. We are fully singing the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in the talented opera. and gifted program. So you nailed the intro. So was I. I was too. So okay. You know. You know what's funny? The gist of that is like you know to boil it down. It's like smart kid or whatever. Yeah. I as a um per, a, a former member of that club. Would like to make a recommendation uh, to those who are making that name. Yeah. That's sort of redundant. <laughs> like, well, like, maybe, maybe sharpen your pencil on the, the nomenclature there. <laughs> yeah. Just gifted. Yeah. That, but then that makes it sound like we're like teen mutants under <laughs> Professor Xavier. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they say gifted that you're students. not supposed to praise kids for being talented anymore. You're supposed to praise their <sighs> hard work. Yes, but then if you sense. call it the hardest workers, uh, that's not doesn't seem. Yeah, really that's not really fair Listen, either. Yeah. yeah, as someone who has someone who works in childcare, there is no good way to raise a child. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just what it is. I've been you thinking can't... about that a lot lately. I've been we've been working with a library at at work and um, hearing that I may have even said this to you last week, Josiah. I can't remember, but um, hearing them all kind of say like we're really focused on child literacy and getting the kids in this community like reading up to grade level, and I found myself thinking like why what's your <laughs> what's your angle and then i was like oh your angle is like the greater good <laughs> Li- libraries are the best and and everything else doesn't matter everything should just be library <laughs> yeah not to get all socialist on the podcast <laughs> but they are one of our only public works and public goods where you can just go for free it's the best yeah, yeah. but anyway anyway we're talking about so so we we gave paul you picked bloody bloody andrew jackson right or did we give you several topics and you picked from from all of them or had you already listened to this music i before? did pick this one yeah i have a, a journey with bloody bloody andrew jackson um and they, that's a right. journey? we, we journey. said like rock musical period and then this was i think the one that you yeah, yeah so yeah. my my college did it rhodes college um and <gasps> In 2017, I was not in it because I had a terrible experience with the theater department my freshman year. They did Into Uh the Woods, and I auditioned, Mm. of course, and was so excited, loved the musical, and got cast as a tree. (laughs) Nice. Wait, is that a character? It's not a character. So the director decided that they would have a living set. So myself and three other white guys were living trees and we were the set so we had to be at every rehearsal we're not allowed to speak uh, or sing had oh. to stand on stage while everyone else you had to go to, to every rehearsal yeah. <laughs> and so I don't like it was that. my first semester freshman year of college and i couldn't make any fr- everyone was hanging out in the green room and i was just standing on stage with my staff and that my headpiece yeah. sucks <laughs> did, did you go to school for theater so i i, I mean i didn't know what i was doing uh, when I went to college, um, uh-huh. so theater was who, something who I did? loved. Yeah, we asked eighteen-year-olds to choose their major. You know, come yeah, on. yeah. Um, and it's so, foolish. so yeah, had a, that was a terrible experience. So then I was like, I'm not majoring in theater. This theater yeah, part yeah. sucks. In the words yeah. of Andrew Jackson, yeah, yeah. that so. is why. Like I'm, um, I'm picturing that they would have needed to make a lyric change of the woods are just trees. The trees, the trees are, are just, just guys. people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's someone in the glade there. <laughs> wow, it's that a guy. is wild. I'm glad you got that is, out. <laughs> that is almost as bad as I've told this story a couple times. That's that's almost as bad as when I did the first act of Into the Woods as a one act play <laughs> in oh, <yeah>. high school. 
and we couldn't sing because it was for competition <laughs> where you weren't allowed to sing. And so we just spoke all the no. words. <laughs> it's the last midnight. It's the last yes. wish. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Agony. Far more painful oh, than no. yours. Oh. When you know she would go with you if there only were doors. <laughs> so you that, was, that was actually really good, Josiah. I can, that actually kind of <laughs> worked. Thanks. I did play Cinderella's Prince in high school. <laughs> Nobody did. Of course you did. You always play princess tracks. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> So actually, the, the guy who played Cinderella's Prince in our production of Into the Woods then went on to play Andrew Jackson. Ah. So, uh, sure, sure. Those are, those are analog- analogous roles to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, so he was a senior, and so I think the musical was picked as kind of like a star turn for him, because he was uh, like sure. the leading man, you know, the sexy guy. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then after college, he went on to, to play the Grinch at Opryland Resort in Nashville. So, wow. Fun. So there you go. I went there as a little, little baby, like a, like a toddler that my only memory of Opryland was there was a boat indoors. Like there's like a little (laughs) river around the hotel lobby and you can ride in the boat. (laughs) Now, now did you go, now where did you, did you go to school in Nashville? So it was in Memphis, Uh, Memphis, Memphis. Tennessee. Yeah. Rhodes college. Right. So it's like a super small liberal arts school. Not many people have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because I so so I used to love this show. I've never seen it. This show being I, our podcast. I used to love how Star Wars is, <laughs> and it. we've grown and then, to despise it. <laughs> and then uh, now, over the last couple of it's years, it's become an obligation. Two hundred episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. later, <laughs> we're stuck talking to people in our cast of anarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're really dredging the bottom of the barrel for this. Jeez. Have to go to anarchy now. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, we love having guests, and it's we we were like we, we do love such a guests. poor we job ha- of it too. We do a bad job getting guests, and we were like we have a whole improv team that like would probably like want to talk to us if we asked them to, and then we were like let's just do that. Yeah. Um. And th- thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Paul. Thank I you so much for having. We really us. appreciate. It. So but so you used to love the, the show. show. You used to love Buddy yeah. Buddy, and then yes. what changed? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So okay. I was introduced to this musical in probably 2011 so just like a year after it came out because this came out in 2010 i believe yeah um and i had some musical theater friends i did like a summer stock show where i made a lot of musical theater friends for the first time kind of um outside of my college where i also had some musical theater friends but like i i was meeting like really musical theatery people and i remember one of them a good friend of mine who i'm still friends with to this day uh shared with me a just ridiculously large playlist of musicals that I needed to listen to. You gotta love that friend. Love that friend. And so like, there was like bat boy, there was like songs from a new world. There was, um, uh, 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 in the Heights. All of songs from a new world for the first time this week. Yeah. It's It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful show. Robert Brown came to my college to do a masterclass and was a total dick. Oh no! I'm sure he yeah. was. That's his. If you've heard of his reputation, he was just like that in person. He like insulted yeah. people during the master class. Told them they weren't doing his songs justice. Like one girl left in tears. It was. Oh my god! Jesus it was terrible. <laughs> Why would you do that to like children? Yeah, seriously, like a 20 year old who really wants to 20 year old do musical theater, and then you say she's saying you don't know this man from Parade, and he was like, well, first of all, you're totally wrong for the part. And she was like, oh, I, I'm doing it. This is a master class. Yeah, I'm like, like, 
I'm not auditioning for the part. Like, do you mean because I'm 20 and I'm not convincibly like a, a grown the wife man's of Leo wife? Frank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're right in that sense. <laughs> Jason Robert Brown. What a loser. Hey, shots fired, Jason Robert Brown. You can come on the podcast we, anytime. We just went and saw a parade among other shows when we went to New York, and it is just incredible. <laughs> yeah. He is a really good composer yeah. and I think a lyricist too. I think he does both. Um, but anyway. Anyway, so I listened to a lot of new musicals and some older musicals. My friend was like, you gotta just listen to all these musicals. So I listened to a lot of them that summer. And Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson stood out to me because it's like rock and roll, baby. And kind and of like emo yeah, like yes. sounding. Like, it's, absolutely. it's like emo punk like rock-ish yeah. kind of vibes. It's like American Idiot vibes yeah. a little bit, yeah. you know? Um. And it stood out to me because the music was so fun and really like snarky kind of. And I sang, uh, I'm not, I still sing I'm Not That Guy for auditions sometimes because mm -hmm. I love that song. And I think it's a really, and it, it like the first part, and I can play it on guitar too. So if like I need to like self accompany, I could just do that. Yeah. It's a great song. Great music in this show. Really, truly haven't thought about it much over the last few years. Until we were like, let's do it for the podcast. And then I looked it up and I was like, hey, I wonder what the Native Americans were saying about this show when it came out. What were the indigenous people saying? And boy, oh boy, didn't, they didn't like it. Yeah. They didn't like it at all. And that was kind of like, a, so, so I think we were, I was talking with Mike a little bit. We were like, could you do this show today? And I don't know if you could, because how do you do it in a way that is like respectful? You know what I mean? But it is also a satire, so it's like there's a weird fine line to walk. I think That's, that was the argument when it came out, right? That it's yeah. satire, that you know, that they yeah. are supportive of of you know indigenous people, and it's not meant to put them down in any way. They're trying to bring light, you know, to the terrible yeah. things and kind of make people you know look at their own morality as well. Um, we yeah, can, yeah, totally. But Mike, that, I want to hear about the, about your journey as well. Like, did you know this show? I, I didn't. I was aware of the title, but only that. And I watched a um, YouTube, like a local regional production. Yeah, a slime tutorial. And I've listened to it now, like probably three or four times just to kind of like keep it in my head. Um, I think the music is remarkable. Um, it's super fun. And, and the, the satire of it all is why I like, because I, I texted Josiah and I was like, I can't decide if... Um, this show should probably just remain firmly in our past and not see the light of day again. Or if it is maybe one of the more timely and poignant types of shows to revive um, every time a racist populist becomes the president of the fucking country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I'm thinking of... So, so a convalescence of a lot of things. One, I think this music... I think we are um, somewhere between 10 and 20 years away from the biggest show on Broadway from just like a monetary success standpoint being a emo pop punk uh, jukebox musical because that's yeah. when yeah. the kids from 2011 will be like in their 40s or 50s and be the people with the money and the time to go to shows. And I, yeah, I think it's true. around the corner. I think because of um, the like the when they were young event, that big like concert festival yes. in Vegas, I think right. when like all the different bands and like 
all uh riot fest this year has a lot of bands from that time like i think i think the time is ripe for sort of like emo pop punk being on broadway for a nostalgia pull and i think that combined with how popular still hamilton is and then things like um oklahoma the Oklahoma revival that yeah. basically kept the text exactly as is, but like leaned into the darkness and and let it be uncomfortable. And things like we when we were in New York just now, we saw um, the Thanksgiving play, which is written by um, a Native American playwright, and it is about four white people in a room trying to write a like socially conscious play about Thanksgiving. Um, and and it itself is also like a sort of farcical satire. So like I think there is a way for this show to be a dynamo right now. Yeah. With all of these things kind of being in the air. Um, but I, I do think in order for that to happen, it would need like native voices at the center of it. Um and if there's no desire to do that then then obviously it doesn't you know that that's that's why i'm like kind of waffling i don't i don't see it as being like something to just kind of do straight the way it was done initially it it it, it is a satire but it has that kind of like late aughts early teens uh sensibility of like hey man whatever and it's like well this (laughs) uh, i don't know about whatever (laughs) yeah I have a little bit of insight into this, and Paul, I want to hear more about what you think about it in a, in a second. But I have a little bit of insight that I can that I can share because I was looking it up earlier, right? And so, because um, I was interested in the native response. Um, so in 2010, I, I do think you're right, Mike. There was this sort of like early aughts, like f- like post racial America, yeah, like Obama's Tina Fey's whole thing. Yes, I was just gonna say <laughs> Tina Fey. Yes, exactly. Where we're like, we're over racism, right? We can just write a musical about it. Because here's what's crazy is um, I, I saved some of these articles I was reading earlier. So Politico wrote an article about it in 2010 after it came out uh, because there were protests by Native American uh, folks. And it started at the public theater in New York, I believe, which is off Broadway yeah, or something. Where Hamilton yeah. started. Off Broadway, yeah. nonprofit, yeah. Yeah. And so the public theater has an ongoing relationship with native playwrights and uh, with the Native Theater Initiative and Native Theater Festival. So that was at least in 2010, that's what that was happening there. Uh, I'm not sure if that's still what's happening there, but it was at the time. They didn't bring anybody in during the process for Bloody Buddy Andrew Jackson. Not a single native person was brought in to see the show, workshop the show, anything yeah, like that. Yikes. Mike and I are both yeah. making faces. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike and Paul are both just straight like, line mouth. <laughs> yeah, they didn't bring anybody in, and so like when the first when they when like when the show started and, and native people started coming to see it, like they were like like one of the people in the article was talking about how like they were booing, like actively booing the show because they were they were they felt like they were not being represented well in the show, and then so so that's that's like early on, right? And there have been several instances where they've tried to put on the show in different places and it has been canceled because of protests. Right, I saw that as which, well. Which I was reading about. And then, but then there was this production in 2020, more recently, that I was reading about that apparently did a good job of sort of rehabilitating the show. And they brought in uh, indigenous people 
to go over the script and be like, what in this is good representation and what if this is just like offensive? Right. Um, and then they did the show and apparently it was like a quote unquote better version of the show. Oh, okay. I love um, that. Because I, yeah. I think the show is a satire. Yeah. And, it, but it's a hard line to walk because you can't be punching down <clears throat> on native Americans. And then the, also the, um, the hard part is they made it one of the things that they talk about in the articles, which is one of the big issues. And just like with native peoples in general is that a lot of people think of them as history that they're not living today. Right. And this musical sort of treats them as such as it's like, well, Jackson did a genocide and now there's no more native Americans, which is not true. Um, he did do a genocide, but there are still Native right. Americans. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, I think you could do this musical again. You just have to be very deliberate yeah. with it. But what was your experience with it, Paul? Like you, you saw it at your college. Was it like, did you immediately like it? Cause the music is what grabbed me. Yes, at first. absolutely. So yeah, the music is great. I mean, I agree with both of you there that the songs are just total bops and, and so catchy. You walk out singing populism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's so catchy. And, and the rock sensibility is awesome. I mean, it really is. Yeah. So the score is really where it shines. I don't mm-hmm. love the book. I think, you know, some of the, some of the things feel dated now, especially, um, yeah, like sure. I think, and I was, yeah. And the whole sensibility, like you guys were saying, you know, of, you know, kind of the vulgarity, the flippancy, you know, just saying fuck a lot. You know, right. that's that, yeah. that was a product of its time. Like I was just <laughs> totally. watching just watching a pop star, the Lonely Island movie the other uh-huh. day it's on Hulu and and I just hated it. It was like the comedy was so to me <laughs> felt really hilarious. dated to a kind of, you know, wow. that early aughts era. Or no, early yeah, yeah. tens. To- yeah. Yeah. So right. totally. So yeah, so yeah. I think the score is awesome. Yeah. And if, if they had a revised book and did it again, I would I would love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it needs a. I think it needs another pass. Like they needed, to, they needed to like take another pass at the book. Yeah, and then just like put it on with with some like native voices being able to chime in and say this is what looks bad. This is what looks good. You know. Um. But yeah, the music is so fun. You know, I, if this show were how uh, <laughs> how Hamilton is it? <laughs> yeah, I would say that like this this show has some. Hamilton DNA or rather Hamilton has some bloody bloody Andrew Jackson DNA because like there's the whole um, scene that's essentially the room where it happened talking about like Mm -hmm. the dealings that went on behind closed doors. The great compromise song when they just say this person said this this person said that. Yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's and you know it's funny like seeing those like I think of you know John Quincy Adams as like a perfect example of a Nepo baby. (laughs) (laughs) like these this is the second generation of powdered wig motherfuckers and this new guy is like i'm something else and like uh there is kind of like an anti-establishment nature to that that he's not you know henry clay or whatever but then it's like oh yeah he's bad too though (laughs) yeah who who am i supposed to root for (laughs) really i mean i think that's what's interesting i think that like if this show is done well that would be an interesting thing about it is you would come away from it being like oh every american president is bad yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah like and they the, try yeah. the, they do make him look like kind of a you know loser douchebag you know emo right. guy the whole time and um, and like right. like what like the first line of the first song is something about like you would never go out with me in high school or something exactly, like that yeah. like <laughs> yes. why didn't you go uh, out with me in school you ever go, go out with me in school yeah like <laughs> great like thesis statement like like it has it has really good like skeleton 
Um, yeah. And and I wish like there's a line at one point that someone says of like um like debate exist over like if he, if he was a good pre like some people say he was one of the best presidents we ever had and others say he was an American Hitler and like um I'm sure that is true I'm sure scholars say both of those things but like I I wish it textually took a bit firmer of a stance on yeah. the you know the genocide of it all you know i yeah. we were talking about this at work i you know i work in museum design and we oftentimes will work for holocaust museums um and i i found myself in like a presentation of one going on like when people asked for input or whatever i was like i know what this institution is they are here to like preserve and and tell the memory of this terrible event but like some kid who's being taken on a field trip like are are we explicitly telling that kid that categorically the holocaust was bad because like i'm saying like somewhere in the presentation of all the facts and the dates and the opinions on all the sides like I almost I right. almost want like every like fourth saying. graphic panel to be like and remember this is bad. Like right. I see because saying, we yes. live in this sort of like post irony world where like anything you say can be taken in bad faith on Twitter and then become, you know, news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh and I don't know. Hey, I, you're right. I, I think I think um I think it would be worthwhile to have like at the very least to have like every group who goes to any museum of any kind of serious content to have like a docent walk them through it and be like by the way this is bad there's no gray area <laughs> yeah and and that's that's where like when when that sort of like the they're landing the show and and Jackson yeah. has died or whatever at this point like the sort of like I'm speaking presenting to you the audience like maybe like you can cook in some more like explicit condemnation of you know yeah I mean I love this, his the, the ending song of second nature you know, uh -huh. they, yes, I was gonna say that, that's about yeah. but that's more about the American people, you know, and the kind of the colonialism and expansionism yes. and manifest destiny. Yeah. It's not necessarily a condemnation of Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's one yeah, way this right. differs yes. from Hamilton, I think, is that it really it really gets to like the gritty, murky heart of America. True. You know, it has yeah. the line, what is the one where they were like, Yeah, it is a shame Jackson made all the Indians leave Florida, but it is nice it doesn't snow. You yeah, know, that like so it's really bad he did that, but we definitely don't condone it. Yeah, and it's right. like okay, you're all wanting to have your cake and eat it yes, too. We get yes. it. Which I think this show tries to do in a certain sense. Like it does try to have its cake and eat it too a little bit, where it's like, All right, Jackson was bad, but also he's the hero of the story. So like and and you're right, Mike, I think there could be every fourth song just like Hey, because of him, a lot of natives died. Yeah, uh, and on purpose, he killed them. Or so giving like, giving a, a natives a voice, you know, like I think the yeah, only yeah. is the Black Fox character who is just kind of you know Jackson's buddy, and then gets betrayed. Yeah, um, yeah, and and you know if they had characters that were you know had songs and <laughs> had scenes, yeah. and, totally. And you know that would be totally different. Yeah, yeah, if when they were writing it, they had had that insight co coming into the show, I think it would be an entirely different show. Well, and and um, you can make the protagonist be someone who is not root forable, right? Rootable root for, rootable, rootable uh, for, um, rootable for. Like, and, and, you know, it's called an antihero. 
Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> new phrase. You know, I was, Are you well, sure you well, didn't well, go to school for theater? Yeah, Paul. Jeez. <laughs> um, like, like you guys seen... I'm thinking of that Oklahoma revival. Like, Curly is is never. He he's kind of always a dick, and then at the end, he's yeah. like fully a villain. <laughs> right. Um, have you guys seen? This reminds me of this phenomenon like have you guys seen the boys or did you watch any of the boys no, the superhero show where it's like i dark. would like it i watched the first season and it's it's like almost too much for me because it's so dark and gritty and like but it's also a satire mm-hmm. as well it's like a sat it's like a superhero satire but um there's a character who is the superman analog and his name is homelander and there's this ho- and he's just the worst guy he's like if superman was an asshole uh-huh. And didn't have, like, if Superman grew up to be an asshole, didn't have good parents, didn't have a good, like, support system, is just the most powerful guy in the world and is and is a terrible person. And so he represents America in this satire as Homeland? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, he does. You're, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Um, but, like, the point flew over a lot of people's heads to where they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Homelander rules. No, and it's that's like, the God. fucking... You, you need you need like a a dramatic arts character expert to watch the show with you and pause it and say yeah. this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it reminds me of that. Where like I can definitely see like even even like the way I used to think of Andrew Jackson before because I'm kind of like like semi passionate about like interested in like Native American affairs and and history and stuff. I lo- I love to read about read about it and 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 look up things about it and stuff like that but that's that's been in the last five years and i listened to this musical for the first time 13 years ago and i even back then i remember thinking like oh andrew jackson what a complicated man and like nowadays i'm like it's not that complicated guys right. <laughs> like yeah. he was and sh- and w- what's crazy about it is like saying was he one of the best american presidents or was he american hitler it's kind of like both of those things are true at the same time because America is kind of bad yeah. and has done bad like, things. Did he and succeed so, like, at the goal of becoming a good president? If so, then he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of like yeah, what mean, you said about Hamilton then. Like, you know, all the guys are bad. They were all slave owners. You know, they're yeah, not right. heroes. And so is that the same problem? I mean, P- Hamilton is super popular and yet this one wasn't. So what's the difference? Yeah. Right. Well, in Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda is the difference, I think. Yeah. And, and the sort of like the casting thing, the sort of like colorblind isn't even really the right expression because like they specifically will cast like people of the sort of same ethnic and, and race backgrounds when they do a tour or when they do like other installments in other cities. So like, it's not even colorblind. It's like specifically like race minded. Yeah. And, and like that, I think got them a lot of leeway in the sort of like pre 2020, but post 2015 window. In fact, there was a line in the Thanksgiving play that we saw um, that was some that one of the performers says like, well, but now that we're post post racial America, (laughs) like the use of post twice was like, wow, this this is a slick show. (laughs) Yeah, that's really slick. I think I think that just bought him some uh, some leeway for a while. I don't know. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a dozen reasons why it succeeded and this didn't as much but um 
Well, I think that like bloody bloody Andrew Jackson walked so that Hamilton could run. Yes, that that yes, that's a great way of putting it. You know what I mean? But let's see how Star Wars. It is did it, the though? sort of like. What if we made people from the beginning of American history talk and act like we talk and act now? Like, right. it really, yeah, Hamilton absolutely. really did, I think, take wh- whether or not they, it intended to. Like, it, it did, it built I mean, it came out in 2010 thing. when Manuel Brando started writing Hamilton in 2011, totally. 2012, right? So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, built upon this thing. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of that, like you said, I think that Hamilton totally has bloody, bloody DNA, yeah. you know? But you're right. Hamilton doesn't examine itself in a weird way. Hamilton doesn't examine itself as much as this right. show does, because this show could examine itself more and could come to more conclusions, like solid conclusions. But at least it pays lip service to the fact that that he was an American Hitler, quote unquote, and not like just ignore the fact that there are slaves. Uh, you know, like in Hamilton yeah. is not. They don't ignore it entirely, but they don't necessarily talk about the fact that they were all slaves. In owners, fact, you they know? had one of those. Um, like congressional rap battle you know that they have the two different ones in the show in the soundtrack yeah. there there was a third one when it was running at the public i think that got cut just kind of i think probably for just dramatic redundancy but like it was the sort of debate about slavery where they all just agreed let's let's table this and wait until like the mid 1800 like they, they there was basically an agreement of something like 30 years or 50 years like we'll bring it back up then or something like that yeah That's i'm making that like, face again yeah yeah paul's going <laughs> and they were like this kind of like from just strictly a script standpoint it like didn't work you know like sequentially where that would have happened just kind of got in the way of the story that was being told but i mean therein lies the thing we're talking about like yeah i'd much rather tell a squeaky clean story <laughs> yes like totally so, yeah, and this yeah one, i think bloody bloody has that that great line jackson's wife says i always thought i'd live in a house with some kids and some yeah. slaves yes <laughs> yes like, <laughs> and it's like it's it's funny but it's also you're like oh right yeah, yeah. exactly Ugh. yeah which i think is how that like if this show is done well that's how it should make you feel you should be laughing and then you should go oh no but wait a second that's bad <laughs> yeah and that's that's where like okay satire okay period uh, tone also period <laughs> tone satire tone okay yeah, yeah what else you we know got? like you can you can have something to say but the way you say it really shapes how it's received and i think to be um wry or to be cavalier with certain subject matter is kind of a misstep <laughs> yeah, yeah look totally. watching amateur productions of bloody bloody andrew jackson on youtube some of them just don't connect at all, and the tone is completely wrong. Yeah. And these yeah. actors are being so aggressive with the material, and it doesn't feel like they're winking, and it feels yeah. very uncomfortable. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is a tricky thing. Yeah, this show is hard. It's an it's a tr- interesting line to watch. You mentioned a m- couple minutes ago Star Wars. Two things about Star Wars. One, we have to talk about it at some point. <laughs> Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I said this a couple weeks yes. ago. Paul, yes, ask him. What is your Star Wars journey? <laughs> Do you have a favorite yeah. thing of Star Wars? Do you have whatever? Do you even like it at all? Yeah. Do you care about it? <laughs> so when I was a kid, I uh, only had 30 minutes of screen time a day. And so I was a big, mm. I was a big reader. 
Yes, so my, okay. my favorite yeah. Star Wars is the novelization of Episode One, The Phantom Menace, which I probably oh, read yeah. about 20 times. That it has a big awesome. Darth Maul face on the cover. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> and it, you know, Incredible. it goes into, uh, it's, it's like a third person omniscient narrator. And so it goes into everyone's thoughts and their heads and you come away being like, wow, Qui-Gon <laughs> was such a complicated guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, he really was. And I don't know that the movie did a good enough the job. The movie really doesn't. He was my character. favorite Jedi. And, and yeah. yeah, no one yeah. no one likes him, but I always yeah. wanted that green lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. That best. is so funny. So were did you read multiple Star Wars film novelizations? Yes. Also read Attack of the Clones, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, because I, I came of age in that prequel era. So uh-huh. those are right. the books Same, yeah. that right. that we had. Paul, wait. Are you're younger than me, but how old are you again? Twenty eight. So I was born in '94. Right. So you're not that much younger. Yeah. Now, okay. So. Yeah. So we're we're, we're all of the same generation. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. Roughly, but I've seen all the generation. all those mainline Star Wars movies. Sure. Um, one through nine, and and then seen Solo and Rogue One, and first two seasons of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Andor. Same. That's about same. the same and as then Josiah. Also, <laughs> uh, video yeah. game wise, love Star Wars pod racing. Yeah. And Star Wars yeah. Battlefront and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Those yes. were yes. huge parts of my childhood. The ones so. from like 2004 or whatever. Yes. Because yeah, the I new know. Battlefronts. I, so I, we, Allie and I grew up playing Battlefront and Battlefront 2 with each other. And we knew all the names of like the bots, you know, like the AI characters yes. that could kill you or whatever. Um, but uh, when the newer ones came out, you know, in like the 2010s or whatever, I was like, you can't just run in with your finger on the trigger the whole time. Because <laughs> they were multiplayer game? when they came out. Yeah, it was. They were trying to make like Call of Duty, but it, yes. Star Wars was that. Yeah, yeah I right, never played. Right. The, I was. Yeah, I only played the PS2 versions. Yeah, right. But, but yeah, what is what a generation of games? Totally. The PS2. Wow, just a goaded console for, for sure. For Phantom Menace. I just watched a video, a YouTube video about this. There was something like twelve platform like big console games that were released in tandem with the phantom menace like there was like the phantom menace game where like you play as whatever the character is in any given part of the movie like you're obi-wan at one point and then you're padme at one point or whatever and then there was like the pod racer game and then there was like a a pilot game like the naboo starfighter game yes okay i remember that one too on pc yeah one of them was just called like obi-wan and you played yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like Padawan story like and I like that really was a time it was a time because <laughs> you had all these software developers for PC and I guess N64 and yeah the licensing was a big part of how they made their money right. you know so they just yeah, licensed yeah. a ton of games yeah they're like who wants to make a Star Wars game yeah, yeah. everyone did <laughs> anything goes <laughs> literally anything whatever you yeah. want you want to do a racing game fun we love it. So Put are you, do you have a favorite of the movies or do you have a favorite? Like we, uh, we were saying my favorite thing is knowing background character names. Josiah's favorite thing <laughs> yeah. is just the movie return of the Jedi. <laughs> and Paul's favorite thing is the novelization. It really <laughs> is novelization of Phantom Menace. That is awesome. Did you read other, um, non film novels? No, I didn't. I never read okay. extended universe stuff. Oh, no. you gotta read. I Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my list. I talked about that. I talk about that book all the time because it's like one of the I read a bunch of the extended extended universe, but like not in any order, just in whatever the library had. Yeah. 
And so the library had this book called I Jedi and I remember loving it. <laughs> and it, it's, I remember they just had some, a lot of cool stuff in there. And he was like a former stormtrooper turned Jedi. It was really cool. What time period was it set in? Was this after episode it, six? It was after episode six. Yeah. yeah. It was like Luke, he, he was one of Luke's new Jedi students and Luke made appearances here and there. I also yeah. coincidentally read it as a, Lad. So good. All right, I'm going to read, read, read it. We can talk <laughs> yeah, about do it. it. Do it. Hell rehearsal. yeah. Star Wars Book Club. Is this a new podcast? Yes. Star Wars Book Club? Are you, are you a Added reader in general? Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Big bad. reader. Paul, you missed, it. Too slow. you missed it the other night. We were, Allie and Sydney and I, after one of the shows, were having like a full on book club conversation. So we're going to have to get you in on Anarchy that next time. Anarchy Book Club. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Hey, speaking of improv and books. Uh, and me not having attention span for long books. I right now next to me, I am holding. It's very skinny. Uh, an improv book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been, have you book. read this? That's, yeah, I the have. Will that's Hines really book. good. Yeah, it is oh, great. I I, I've been reading it and just like laughing out loud at improv theory. <laughs> yeah, he does good. little sample scenes in there, right? And yes, the <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Um, fun like, I might have to borrow that from you. Like, well, yeah, it's really good. I got it from Brown Elephant like a year ago for like a dollar or a quarter or something crazy. And I just hadn't picked it up yet. But um, he said something about um, it's a whole chapter about if you find yourself fighting in a scene, um, you know, like teachers will say, don't fight or don't have transaction scenes, things like that. And he was like, look, they're going to happen. So here's how to navigate them. And, um, mm how to navigate a fight one of the things he said was like if another character tells you don't anything don't do anything that is that is here is a hard and fast rule that means you have to do that thing yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that made me laugh out loud like in bed at like 11 in the evening <laughs> reading yes. with my little half moon glasses at the end of my nose did you get to the <laughs> chapter on improvised rock operas yet no, I haven't. I didn't realize that was going to blow your mind. <laughs> he says, "Just go see Anarchy, yeah. period, yeah. and that's it." I I am a reader. Sometimes I've recently started reading again, but then Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom came out, and so now I haven't done any. That's reading how I am right now. Weeks. I'm playing um, Jedi Survivor. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading the novelization of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's funny because Link never talks, so like, there's probably <laughs> his inner monologue. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all inner monologue. And He's it's never just talking. dense prose. <laughs> yeah, really dense. That's the thing you don't. That's the thing you don't understand about Link is he's got a really complicated inner like life. Yeah, I say he never talks. He goes like this, like like a character will be talking to him in a scene, and then he, Link goes like this. <laughs> moves his hands and that's like you're mm. you're supposed to understand that he's relaying information at that point <laughs> <laughs> but he never you never get to hear him talk unfortunately so do we talk about how star wars the musical is or <laughs> yeah is that later? thank you so much for doing our show <laughs> um, yeah now that I, we're 45 minutes in should we talk about it so who has any thoughts i don't really other than it's got great music all right i have a whole yeah. iphone note that i yes made. So yes, good. Okay, so I think that Jar Jar is like Black Fox, uh huh, in mm. the sense that he is there in the Senate when they turn the Republic oh. into the Empire. Yeah, and then they go and murder all the Gungans. Right, that's, that's kind wow. of analog, right? Yes, um, sure. And then Andrew Jackson is basically Anakin Skywalker because his wife dies right as he 
gets the ultimate power of the presidency. Yes, sure. Right. A sort of tragic hero. A, of a celebrity of the first rank. Uh-huh. Uh, and the storyteller is like the opening crawl. Oh. Yeah. There we go. I like that. <laughs> so there are my thoughts. A little bit, a little bit of narration going on. Yeah, but I did want to ask about what you guys think about populism in the Star Wars universe. Mm. So I, I've always had questions about like even just politics in Star Wars because you have to sort of dig to actually find them, even though like essentially the entire opening crawl and arguably the entire Phantom Menace film is like a political movie, but it's just like so broad brush that it's kind of hard to parse. But like, I was just watching this video. I think I sent it to you, Josiah, um, Mm -hmm. about droids. Like what, what are we supposed to make of droids? Because they are arguably sentient and enslaved and enslaved by the good guys. Um, and it was talking right. about like the separatists and the prequels and like, what are, what are their political leanings? Like they're separating from what they're separating from the Republic and the sort of like tyrannical rule that the central core has over their own territories. People like the Geonosians have a big, um, gladiator style arena and the republic wouldn't allow that kind of thing like a death sport and they're like no states rights <laughs> so like <laughs> like in that sense you, you you have to just kind of like uncover things to like get anywhere with star wars and its politics whereas like the opening number of this show out and says populism is kind of like the thesis of this guy's entire life, you know? Like, I, yeah. I think I think populism in Star Wars is turning the monk Jedis into warriors. Like, they're like, we trust you to fight the guys we don't like, but, like, the war was manufactured in the way that, like, the war in Iraq was manufactured. So, like, I, I don't know what to make of it. It's too, it's too tangled. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that populism is that the every man has to have the same voice as the elites. Yes. And okay. in Star Wars that's difficult because, you know, the the force users have a lot of power that non-force users don't have. Yes. And so, you know, they they're not on equal footing. You know, we're not right. on, on no. the same ground. Um, and then also we on that same note, Paul, we we never see, we very rarely see the every man. Yes. Which is something that we've talked about in the show like, before. Like, we don't see Mike, anyone Mike. voting. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see anyone, like, going and getting an ice cream at their local, you know? Like, everyone is yeah. in a war. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how can the... We don't... We never see the everyman, so we don't know if they are on... It seems like they're not on the same page as the elites. Well, the beginning yeah. of New Hope with Luke, I mean, he's a moisture farmer. That's kind yes. of like a I'm not that guy moment. Yeah, from, that's the closest from bloody He's out on the yeah. frontier. Yeah. He's like, somebody's got to do something about this. And then, and then later he's like, it's me. I got to do something, something about, about this. this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's pretty Andrew Jackson. Does have agency in the doing something about it. Whereas like the Jedi of the prequels find themselves imbued with military power kind of overnight. You know, like, mm-hmm. the, that's, that's like, sort of the major problem with the prequels is, like, Anakin becomes Darth Vader by circumstance. <laughs> like, everyone just right. sort of pushes him into that spot, but he doesn't really make many choices. And Luke, like, 
categorically chooses to like fight against the Death Star and use the Force and blow it up. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Like a chosen one narrative for Anakin. Yeah. Where if we're saying that Anakin is kind of like the Andrew Jackson, that doesn't line up. Andrew Jackson's right. kind not, of not. pulled himself up by his musket straps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. They would have had boots. <laughs> he was from tennessee wow. they didn't wear any shoes oh that's true <laughs> yeah they were just they were just walking around barefoot everywhere they yeah had grocery what, store what is what is your do you have any specific tennessee fondness for this show at all i have been to the hermitage when i was oh, okay. a kid that's like a site that you can go to and tour his jackson's mansion uh-huh. um so oh, i don't have a lot of memories of it but something we did as a kid um remember lots of flower beds and you know it's like a plantation-esque kind of place was right. was he the first president from Tennessee? That he was, yeah. Okay. And then Andrew Johnson was the second president from no Tennessee. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Two Andrews. Two from Tennessee. Because Andrew wow. Johnson was the first president who was impeached, I think, right? Correct. Yeah. So he yeah. he became president when Lincoln was assassinated. Yes. And was yes. in right. charge of Reconstruction and basically messed it all up because he was from the South and didn't want reconstruction to go well uh, and give, you know, right. African Americans a voice. Man, reconstruction right. is another one just like the sort of trail of tears that like American white suburban history books just say like and then they really tried to fix everything. Let's move on to World War One. Like yep. let's just skip everything. Reconstruction <laughs> is one of like the worst fucking tragedies of all yeah. because like there was this glimmer of maybe something good would happen and then things got set back to even like pre-civil war like things got worse and yeah. i didn't know that until i was in my 30s <laughs> yeah totally like, that's a failing yeah and they're wanting to take more of it out of history books nowadays yeah right what's what's rough is that like uh, <laughs> a lot of history books again. <laughs> yeah we're, this, this whole plot this whole episode is just all of us going <laughs> uh, a little rough um well, should we? We've said some Star Wars points now. Should we? Should we go and play a yeah, game? Yeah, we'll and then be come able back? to come up with some more stuff after the break. I bet. Sure, let's go play a game, okay. and we'll come back and do some more. Hi, Jake. Hey, Caitlin. We're the co-hosts of a little podcast called Gimme That D. Did that get your attention? It's a Disney Channel original movie breakdown podcast. We are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the Disney Channel from 96 to 06, the golden age of cinema. Adair. We are two F-list comedians with a lot of A-list comedian friends, and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films. So we're talking aloof parents. Inexplicable plots. Full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over. And we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions questions like what the fuck is this and could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script uh but we love them oh god yes so listen to us wherever you get your podcasts to stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is follow us on instagram at gmtd pod yeah but for real do it and we're bloody <laughs> yeah hi everybody welcome back welcome we're back. bloody um welcome bloody okay, to Andrew so Jackson. I have a game this week and I said to Josiah a little bit ago, this game could either be like sixty seconds long or like a full fucking hour. <laughs> so we'll, I'll figure out a way to like keep it snapping along. So here's the story, and I this happens a number of times, especially lately. The night before a podcast recording, I'll be sitting on the couch watching TV and say to Caitlin, oh shit, I need to come up with a game. What would be a good game idea for 
blank and like the one like when we did infinity i said what would be a good game idea and she was like see who can count to the biggest number (laughs) so like they're not always winners but um she said president middle names Oh, and I was like, that is a good idea because I don't know any of them. Well, from the show, so, we wow. know it's Andrew fucking Jackson. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> um, so this is basically just called President Middle Name Game. I Here's what I think I'm going to do. I've, I've tried to figure out like how I'm going to make it a game. I have the list of 46 presidents in a row and their middle names. There are some, like, surprises. I think I'm just going to have one of you take the odds and one of you take the evens, and then we just, like, rattle through them. Let's do it. So, do either of you feel um, particularly compelled to either odd or even? Uh, I'm feeling odd today. Okay. Great. I'm I'm feeling even tempered. Awesome. (laughs) Even tempered. Well, then odd goes first. Here, I'll add an extra layer of fun. If you know the president at the number we're on i won't even say it. oh man i had the presidents memorized at one point <laughs> back when i was like 10 years well, old. well fortunately you get to start with number one all right let me rack i'm racking my brain <laughs> george harold washington library <laughs> <laughs> um it, george washington is the president for sure um his he he doesn't have a middle name <laughs> no <way>. no what <laughs> Yeah. What a twist. <laughs> so, okay. Number two goes to Paul. Do you know the president? John Adams. Yes. Do you know his middle name? It's not Quincy, is it? No. <laughs> That's okay. how they yep. distinguish the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess he doesn't have a middle name. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to oh my you, God. Josiah. Mike, you missed the best joke maybe ever made in an anarchy show the other night with that Paul made. <laughs> So, so I was um, an artist who wanted, or a, a critic, an art critic who wanted to make art. Paul was one of three muses. The other two were being played by Mike and Heather. And they, were, they kept like coming up with ideas, but all of Paul's ideas revolved around politics. <laughs> mostly American politics with this, a couple of other things thrown in. But they were all about like, like the president or the secretary of state and all that. But like his, because they were like, what if we gave inspiration to an artist and he was like what if we gave inspiration to the president of the united states of america and they were like no what are you talking about and then like they're like what about this guy this guy and he goes what about the secretary of state and they were like why are you keep no and so he and it was we after the show we were all like paul you're a genius because every single thing he said had to do with politics specifically like mostly american politics and then i was having a drug trip and i was like <laughs> i said everything is made of atoms there's only Adams. And then Paul comes up and goes, yes, John Adams and John Quincy Adams. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> That's really good. It Someone was, so was a political funny. science major in college. So <laughs> yeah. that's where all the knowledge comes from. I, I love that uh, like trick, when, especially when you play with, I remember I think recently it was, well, recently I haven't played an anarchy show in weeks, but after a show one night, Rainy was like, I love that we have all played together now so much that we like can fuck with each other. And like, that's yeah. a, that's like kind of the opposite side, but like the same spirit of like, I know that so-and-so knows every Pokemon from generation five or whatever. <laughs> like that, I was thinking of Josiah, <laughs> but like, I do know most trying, trying to find ways to pimp someone into a thing that they like truly actually know about is like such a joy. <laughs> 
It was so good. I wasn't even trying to like set him up for Adams, and then he came in and just like fucking slammed. <laughs> I was like, I was like trying to make a three pointer, and I was like, uh, it, it might go in. Yeah. And then Paul came out of nowhere Allie and was you? like, Allie, fuck it, baby. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. Oh, oh man. Um, okay, we right, should we just jump to three? number forty now, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so are, do we do we do the number three? No, no, we have. Okay, that's you, Josiah. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Jefferson. That's the correct person. Thomas Alva Edison. <laughs> no, that's Edison's middle name. Damn it. Jeffrey Jefferson. No, he has no middle name. <laughs> no, I should have guessed. <laughs> All right. So going I'm going to guess that every time now. Now we go to Paul. Number four. Number four is James Monroe. Four is Madison. Ja- oh, James Madison. Okay. Two James M's. Do you know his middle name? Is it James Monroe Madison? <laughs> That would be incredible. Uh, no, he has no middle name. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um, oh, this is reminding me. I have, I took like screenshots in my phone of like particularly crazy things. Um, I need to remember. The listeners are, are okay. like, who is the first president with a middle name? Who is the first yeah, president right, with a middle name? Real. That's how I was when I was reading these. Okay, uh, now we've got Monroe, Josiah, number five. Yes. What is his now middle name? Now it's Monroe. James... Alexander Monroe. As it turns out, he has no middle name. <laughs> what the fuck? So are middle names a new invention? What's that's, happening? That's kind of the thing I was thinking. Like, was it just like not done? Um, All right, Josiah. It's a speed round. We're just gonna say no middle name until yeah. We yeah. No middle name. Okay. So number, number six. Do you know the sixth president? The sixth president is John Quincy Adams. Yes, we it's, have it's a in the musical. Name. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah is that, right. Is that considered a middle name, Quincy? Yeah, that is okay. his middle name. Here we go. Number seven, Josiah. Oh man, this is good. That I, I now I don't know the presidents anymore. Andrew Jackson. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Who's in the musical? And here's a hint. He the fucking. Great, the, I will give credit to <laughs> fucking as his middle name, but uh, it isn't his Christian middle name. <laughs> he. I'm gonna guess. That he doesn't have a middle name. He doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, after oh my Jackson, uh, number eight is to Paul. Do you know? I Now I don't know because it wasn't on the musical. Yeah, so it's Martin Van Buren. Van. I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, Van's middle name. Um, I'm going to guess he has no middle name. He has no middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, this game is easy. Josiah, president number nine, the one that uh, got pneumonia, is the only one born and oh. raised in Indiana. William Henry Harrison? Yes. And so Henry is his Henry. middle name. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, okay, and then number 10 after Harrison. Do you know? Uh, I don't know, no. Uh, John Tyler is the president. Do you have a guess for his middle name? Ooh, John Tyler. Um... Nope, no guess. No middle he name. Has, he has no middle name. <laughs> Did I get it? You, you got, got it. You got it. You got it. You got it in under the wire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and then I'll just start like saying who the president is. Uh, Josiah, President 11 is James K. Polk. What's the K? Mm, no names start with K, which here's, is weird. Here's my clue. I think I've even said it when we've talked about your kids that you work with and that babies all have like fucking crazy names. Yeah. His name, his middle name is knife. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. It's Knox. No. Oh, okay. Hey, it was I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. So yeah. There you go. Okay. Back to Paul. Number 12, Zachary Taylor. Uh, the, 
Zachary, Zachary v. Taylor. V. Taylor. <laughs> uh, no, as it turns out, he has no middle name. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. what's going, what is going on? Now back to Josiah number 13, Millard Fillmore. Millard Mallard Fillmore. <laughs> yes. His middle name is a duck. No, he has no middle name. Oh. <laughs> it gets me every time. Okay, we got to do the speed round again. We got yeah, you're thrown right, off you're by right. John Quincy Adams. All right. yeah. We did. Okay, number 14, back to Paul, is Franklin Pierce. No middle name. Okay, this is one of the ones I had to, like, take a screenshot of this article, I think. Okay, Franklin K. Pierce is sometimes how he's referred let me just read this little blurb i don't know what the source is who knows if it's real but um our 14th president franklin pierce is rumored to have had the middle initial k which is thought to have stood for kendrick which was his mother anna's maiden name but there are no official documents that prove this to be true (laughs) what so i get the point (laughs) so it's either nothing or k or kendrick (laughs) that is wild um okay number 15 back to josiah james buchanan james uh james b james arthur buchanan uh that is my middle name oh right but as it turns out, James's middle name is not Arthur, as he has no middle name. <laughs> what? It's like okay. I keep forgetting that I, that's an option, and then I should just guess it every time, and I don't. Okay, 16, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, no. How do I not know Abraham Lincoln's middle name? That's how I felt, too. Probably because he doesn't have one. Yeah, he doesn't have one, does he? Doesn't? He doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I actually, I, I highlighted them all red. I should, like, actually count. The, uh, once we get to, like, the 20th century, that's, like, kind of done. But, like, the majority of the first, like, 25 presidents have no middle name. That's so funny. Um, what a okay, weird let's thing. See. That is Who wild. came after Lincoln, Josiah? Uh, Andrew Johnson. There you go. No middle name. Correct. Yes. <laughs> All right, back to Paul. Ulysses S. Grant. S stands for Stewart. Okay. Stewart. This is another one I had to like take a screenshot of. Ulysses Grant, middle name Ulysses, born Hiram Ulysses Grant. Grant's name was transcribed erroneously on paperwork relating to his admission to West Point at the age of 17. So then why is he always referred to as Ulysses S. Grant? Turns out that was a nickname he got after joining the military. U.S. Grant. It was probably a bit more fitting for the general than his actual initials, Hug. (laughs) (laughs) So S doesn't stand for anything? No. Oh my god. What were we doing like a couple hundred years ago? (laughs) What the hell? Uh, Okay, next is Rutherford B. Hayes. That's kind of a clue. (laughs) Mm, Barrett. It is Bertram. Bertram? Ooh. That's not a name. Um, Back to Paul. James Garfield. Ooh, I'm going to say no middle name. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) I would have also accepted lasagna. (laughs) Yeah. James um, hates Mondays Garfield. Okay, number 21, Chester A. Arthur. Chester Allen Arthur. That is correct. I don't know yeah, why that, I know wow. that. You know, I, I think it's because 
there's there's like six presidents from the entire first like century of America that have middle names. I think yeah. it's because the reason we know them is because people bother to say them because it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, now we are at Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. Grover Muppet Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> We that's good. We have another Ulysses Grant on our hands. No middle name Grover. <laughs> Grover Cleveland Grover. has something in common with Ulysses Grant besides being a president. Born Stephen Grover Cleveland, he went by Grover from early in his childhood. One thing that makes Cleveland completely unique. Oh, about two non-consecutive terms. Um, so he's another one who goes by his middle name. That's Another crazy. trick. Um, number 23 is Benjamin Harrison, grandson of William Henry Harrison. Benjamin William Henry Harrison. As it turns <laughs> out, he has no middle name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you thought we were out of the woods. I thought we were out of the woods. I really did. Um, okay, back to Paul. William McKinley. No middle name. No middle name. Hey. Air back horn, to horn. Josiah. Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> As it turns out, he has no middle name. Oh my god. Uh, back to uh, Paul for William Taft. William? William? Ta- William is his middle name. Yeah. It is not. Ah, uh, uh, dang. It is Howard. William Howard Taft. Oh, I've Ooh. heard that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Josiah Woodrow Wilson. How much wood could a Woodrow Wilson chuck if a Woodrow Wilson could chuck wood? That's well, his whole know, middle name. Well, you know, it's funny. The syntax you use there is kind of in the ballpark because he's another Ulysses Grant. No. His first name is not how much wood, but <laughs> it is Thomas Woodrow Wilson. Oh, my God. Okay. Paul, Warren G. Harding. The G stands for Grant. The G stands for Gamaliel. I don't know how to uh, pronounce it. That was going to be my second guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. G-A-M-A-L-I-E-L. Isn't he from uh, Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I, I was just about to say, it sounds like he's friends with Elrond. Yes. <laughs> okay, Josiah, Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Cool. Coolidge. <laughs> We've got another. This is a fourth Ulysses Grant. No. He is wow. John Calvin Coolidge. What is it about being Amer- American president that A, you don't have a middle name, or B, you go by your middle name? Yeah, or like you're being like, like secretive yeah. <laughs> about KG. your real name. <laughs> well, most people didn't have middle names, so if you had one, you kind of went by it because it was cool. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You're like, this is unique about me. That's probably actually true. Like, yeah. if, if you didn't, if, if, or if you were named some, after your dad, right? And so like, they called you your middle name to distinguish you from your dad. Exactly. Oh, like, sure, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. That was Calvin Coolidge. Herbert Hoover for Paul. Um, uh, are we still in no middle name? <laughs> it is Clark. Oh, okay. Ooh. So we're out of the no middle name woods. Are there still some remaining? Can you give us a we'll hint? We'll see. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Uh, okay. Josiah Franklin Roosevelt. Franklin Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> no. Wait, what? <laughs> Delano, Delano, Delano. Yes, Delano. Uh, back to Paul. Harry S. Truman. S stands for Stephen. S is just S. <laughs> no, not again. Not, what? Did you get a West Point as well and they just wrote down an S? 
Dude, I didn't I didn't take a screenshot of the explanation of that. Let's see if I still have that page up. Well, like literally, who cares? I'll look it up in a second. But um, buh, 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 Josiah Dwight D Eisenhower. Dwight Dick Eisenhower. <laughs> no, it is David. Oh, that's my middle name. Paul John F Kennedy. F. Oh, oh no! Why don't I know this? John. Oh, pull, you can pull it. You can pull it. John. F- it's just fucking like William Howard Kennedy. <laughs> what, wait, what'd you say? John fucking Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> really close. It's Fitzgerald. Ah, oh, I should have guessed that. Uh, yeah. Josiah, Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon Big Swinging Dick Johnson. <laughs> Lyndon Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it is Baines. Did you guys know that Lyndon Johnson loved talking about his big dick? Really? <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, that's a future episode. <laughs> that's a future episode. We'll talk about it some other time. Paul Richard Nixon. Uh, Richard Tricky Dick Nixon. <laughs> there we go. It is Richard Milhouse Nixon. Milhouse, that's weird. Which is more than likely where the Simpsons character got his name because sure. they're all dorks. Those Simpsons writers. Uh, okay, we're we're getting close here. Uh, Josiah. Gerald Ford. No middle name. <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, you're sort of double wrong. No, he has two middle names. <laughs> so listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that president middle names would be such a wellspring? I know. Of- <laughs> I'm so glad that that's what Caitlin came up with. Gerald Ford had two middle names, albeit not at the same time. What? What? <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> you see, Ford's birth name was Leslie Lynch King, the same as his birth father. However, what? at age two, his mother changed his name to Gerald Rudolph Ford, the name of his adoptive father. Crazy. Wow. Isn't that so nuts? Fathers. So not only does he have two middle names, it was never at the same time, and neither were his first or last names. (laughs) No, that's wild. Uh, Okay. Uh, Paul, Jimmy Carter, James Carter. Jimmy Stewart Carter. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to give you another shot at trying to use the name of an actor to get Carter's middle name. James Marsden Carter? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's James Earl Carter. Uh, <laughs> like James Earl Jones. Wars. Star, Wars. Star Wars connection. Uh, Josiah, I'm so glad you got to get this one. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, his middle name is uh, Ronald. I used to know this. <laughs> I'm just like now. <laughs> I'm just now realizing that someone listening to this episode <laughs> is just like. I guess they're just going to name all the presidents <laughs> and like most of them don't have middle names. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, this go is ahead. what the podcast is. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald D- uh, Beelzebub Reagan. You're very mm. close. It's Wilson. Ronald Wilson Reagan. Mm. Gotcha. Paul, the first George Bush. George Herbert Walker Bush. Yes, that is correct. Double middle name. There we go. Uh, Josiah, William Clinton. Bill, I'm going to go out and let me say no middle name. 
Can I steal? Paul, yeah, Paul's gonna steal. <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. Yes. Oh, yes. I knew that. I knew that. And now uh, you luck out, Paul. You get the other George Bush. George Walker Bush. Yes. Uh, Josiah Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. Yes. <laughs> Paul Donald Trump. Oh, it's a J. It is, it is J. a J. Oh, uh, Don. Is it like Donald James Trump? I don't know. It's Donald John Trump. John, the most boring middle name you can have. Yeah, yeah I also realized names. like we, Josiah's odd numbers and Paul's even numbers, but Grover Cleveland and his non-consecutive terms have thrown everything off. Oh, he's right. not right. 44, he's 45. Well, but now I'm feeling a little odd. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling even. And yeah. Josiah, you get to round it all out with Joe Biden. Joseph. Will it, William. Oh, wait. His first name is Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt Biden. <laughs> so close. Do you know, Paul? It's an R? Is it an R? It is an R. I, I don't know it, though. No. Robinette. Oh. Joseph Robinette oh. Biden Jr. Robinette. That's Did you know fun. he was a junior? He's a junior? Wow. Yeah. And his dad the... wasn't president? Uh-uh. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> he made it there like all on his own. <laughs> oh, good for him. I... There's like six normal names on that whole list. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like, what the hell is going? Like, if I were some kind of QAnon guy, I would look at this list and be like, "There's a conspiracy." <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Something's going on with these president middle You're names. You're telling me to Delano and Robinette and the guy who has two fully different names. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, a, that was the well bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson president middle name game. <laughs> what was the final score, Mike? Oh, I have no idea. I think All it right, was listeners. Paul <laughs> listeners right. tweeted us who Go won. back, tally it up. <laughs> I, I was too focused on trying to keep it moving. <laughs> yes, I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> we had 40, oh, what, 45? That's how many presents we've had, right? 45? Yeah, 40, we're on 46 now. 46 now 46 names to get through That's but again like grover cleveland was both the 22nd and 24th president yeah that i don't know how they like kind of keep up with the name or the numbering but i don't know either anyway question. well how this, star wars is this show this cool musical that we're talking about <laughs> i so okay 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 i'm okay, formulating okay, okay. a thought despite okay. its best intentions it shits the bed on some social justice issues sure which thing am i talking about the musical or star wars <laughs> mm. oh mm-hmm. yeah the, you're talking about the sequel trilogy when they set up a black stormtrooper then gave him nothing to do yes yeah. and and like rose gets sidelined for like you know she's like the first like asian woman in star wars basically and of course the prequels are chock full of like weird george lucas racism like yeah. Watto and like newt gunray and yeah that's very star wars yeah like i i do i do give him some benefit of the doubt of he was trying to do a thing and the voice he decided on for Jar Jar or that he and Ahmed best decided on for Jar Jar was kind of blackface minstrelry. Like, mm-hmm. not great. <laughs> not great. There, there's definitely some Star Wars points there with, with the casual racism and the overt racism mm-hmm. and the an unintentional, like the best intentions falling flat, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And incredible music. I'm going to just throw that in there again. If we were to get the sort of like pop punk 
2000s sound in Star Wars somehow. I think it would probably sound out of place, but like if there was some way to get that in there, yeah. uh, I think it would be awesome. And even though I know we said we don't like that they kind of make Jackson the hero, it is kind of a hero's journey, which is very That's Star true. Wars. I feel like if, if Bloody Buddy Andrew Jackson had been a huge musical like Hamilton level, I could see like fan art of Jackson with lightsabers oh, totally. and you know, like yeah. facing off against the the dark cabinet members and And oh, yeah, yeah, he's like the moody emo tragic yeah. hero who does a genocide. Like Yeah, that's which is very Anakin Skywalker. Anakin. Order sixty six, yeah. 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 And the yeah, Tusken wait, Raiders. Is this like one of the most Star Wars musicals ever? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I think it's going to be getting a higher score. Not like super high, but like maybe medium high. I'm, I'm trying to Well, think you guys ranked like, Hamilton super high. It was like one, did highest, one of your highest. You gave it like a seven or an eight. <laughs> Whoops. Because JPC read out all the song titles. And, oh, yes. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, it is very Star Wars. Well, let's That's do the so same funny. exercise to give this okay. uh, its, it's I got it. like due diligence. I wrote them all down earlier. Oh, okay. We got Populism. And do any of yeah, the song yeah. titles have middle names? <laughs> um, all of them. Populism, yeah, yeah. As I said before, not too Star Wars. It's not very yeah. populist. Yeah. Right. I'm not that guy. Very Star Wars. Very Star Wars. Yeah. Illness as a metaphor. Hmm. Mm. I mean, Yoda, Yoda dies yeah. right, as, right, right as Luke no longer needs. Yes. Them, yeah. So. I, Yoda came to my mind too, but like prequel Yoda of like talking about detachment and like essentially suppressing your feelings. Like I feel like the Jedi are like just a shade away from sort of Christian science ideology of like, <laughs> if yes. you're sick, that's because you're not at one with the force, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Totally. Yes. Very Star Wars. Um, I'm so that guy. Uh-huh. Also, pretty Star Wars. Yep. Ten little Indians. No, there are a lot of indigenous analogs, but yes. I don't want. I don't know if that's offensive or not to like actual indigenous people. But right. there are a lot. Like the, there are a lot of indigenous analogs in Star Wars. Right. That song rips. It's really good. I and it's also sad and scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's but very like, dark. It really builds like we hear the same like chorus like three times, but each time through it's like bigger. Yeah, it's a um, cool. It's well written. Uh, the corrupt bargain. Now that's some Star Wars shit. Yeah, that's I vote for I thinking uh, about a vote thinking about no Jar confidence. Jar again. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. in a committee. <laughs> in a committee. <laughs> Rockstar is that Star Wars? So this is the thing I was thinking about in terms of like populism and and celebrity. There aren't a lot of celebrities in Star Wars that we see, are there? Other than you know, I, I guess so. the Cantina Band. <laughs> Those are some rock yeah, stars. Pretty, that, you know? That's the thing we don't see like pop culture happen in Star Wars. I reckon there probably are famous musicians or actors or whatever, but like we never see people. Pod racers maybe are the closest thing yeah, we have to yeah. celebrities, maybe. Well, and a lot of times you'll see someone be like, oh, a Jedi. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's less like True. a specific one, but like that there is. They know uh, who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, it, I'm probably not for figures. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but not. not very Star Wars. The Great Compromise. It's very political, very Star Wars-y. Uh-huh. Public but also life. the song itself is like sung by, it's like the only female solo, I think, in the show. Well, the Ten Little uh, Indians is also a female oh, song. Oh, yes, uh-huh. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And Rachel's song, so some yeah. in there. You're right, you're right. I forgot about those. More female songs um, than, than Star Wars, probably. Yes, that's true. Boy. It takes the points <laughs> away. 
public life. Uh, sure, Jedi's live in the public life. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Crisis this, averted. That, well, that song, the public life song, is about how they don't have a private life. Right. They have to kind of live. No so that's, that's very private the, the life. Jedi, you know. Yeah. Don't get that. Don't can't have relationships. Can't be in. Yes. Yes. There we right. go. Okay. Crisis averted. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Constant. They're that's constantly constant avoiding crises. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just it's, by the skin of their teeth. It's basically another way of saying another happy landing. <laughs> another happy landing. Uh, the saddest song. That's like a little g- too generic, but the song itself is about, I guess there's some like emo stuff in Star Wars. How he's going to make them all bleed, right? This is kind of yes. like when Anakin oh, wants yes. to kill all the sand people and hate sand. Yes. Yes. Or all the little kids in the mm-hmm. Jedi temple. Second nature. This is a, a colonialism too- song, right? At yeah. The, at the end of the show. Yeah. A little too contemplative for Star Wars, but Star Wars does have some colonialism vibes with the empire and everything. So there's that. Yes. Yeah. And then you got yeah, no, the classic. I, I would say very Star Wars. Yeah. If it's, yeah, yeah cause the empire is taking over planets. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Destroying It's planets. also maybe yeah. my favorite melodically speaking. Yeah. It's really pretty in the show. Really pretty. And then a classic extra track, the hunters of Kentucky. An extra track. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Have there ever been hunters in Star Wars? I guess like bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. Yeah. <laughs> the bounty hunters of Tatooine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, hunters of Tatooine! Bounty hunters of Tatooine! (laughs) Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I don't think that was as convincing as Hamilton in terms of the track list, right? But there's there's still some some things to talk about there. Yeah, there's some things there for sure. The idea that people, like you said it perfectly, that the like storytellers are the crawl. Mm-hmm. Like the other than the opening crawl, there's very few, if any, instances of like someone in the piece like telling you about the piece. You know, like mm-hmm. the crawl is like, you know, there's not actually words floating in space, you know. Like I guess the closest thing I can come to is like C three PO telling the Ewoks the story of the first two Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I agree with you there because I think one thing that this is very not similar to Star Wars is the satire element, the breaking the fourth wall, the yes. flippancy, the kind yes. of you know yes. bringing the, fu- the history into the present. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that like, that is Star Wars serious is so marks sincere exactly. and so like princess trapped in a tower. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, you're right. We're, we we got a little off track there being like, this could be really Star Wars, but they do say fuck a lot in this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> they say and fuck they a don't... lot. It's a musical on a stage with yeah. contemporary rock and roll sensibility. <laughs> yeah. And there's no laser swords or anything like that. Yeah. Well, let's see. We should probably give it a rating then. Yes. It's about so that time. Pick a unit of measure. So, Paul, we pick a unit of measure. It can be anything related to Star Wars or related to Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Uh, it's whatever you want the unit of measure to be, and then we'll give it a rating between one and ten. I think mine's going to be yeah, yeahs, as in <laughs> populism, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with guyliner. Mm, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm going to go with surprisingly awesome pieces of set for the Arizona Regional Theater's production <laughs> that I watched on YouTube. <laughs> that was a good production. I watched that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah there's like hilarious. the problem with any of those like put on youtube especially if it's like a local production and it's just shot on a camera is like the audio is kind of hard to track sometimes but like it was like really well put together <laughs> nice i think i'm gonna give it i think i'm gonna come out strong it's a little high it's a little low 
which puts mm-hmm. it right at a three for me <laughs> out of ten. And that's uh, three yeah, Three yeah, yeahs. Or three yeah, yeahs. So, so it's six yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> six yeahs, yeah, total. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, like, core of it being a musical and having the, like, snark to it, like, is bigger to calculating its score than the sort of more superficial things. So, like, three feels good to me. Maybe four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to say three... Three and two thirds. <laughs> well, for me, I don't have a problem with the music being different because Star Wars has music all the way through with that ripping John Williams score. So, oh, yeah. So I think, yeah, from what I said about, you know, imagining a lightsaber in Andrew Jackson's hand, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it a five guy liners. One, one wow. guy only has yeah. one eye. One guy there only has is. one eye. I like that. Line, yes. But, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, well, that's, a really, it, that's something that we used to say all the time was like, if you could imagine putting the words like Star Wars above the title of the thing, could you convincibly tell someone that this is a Star Wars thing and them kind of believe you? Yeah. <laughs> like if you were to put a lightsaber in Andrew Jackson's hand, I'd be like, yeah, that's a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you're not wrong. So I think maybe maybe I'll raise mine to a three and one third. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you in the middle with Thank one you. extra third. And then, I mean, if you're raising yours, that by was a, a great third, compromise. <laughs> that brings me then up to a four. If we're each incrementally increasing by a third, yeah, yeah, yeah. So three well, and then, a third, four and five means it's like four and a sixth net. <laughs> <laughs> That's some quick math. Well, there you have it, folks. We did it. We rated Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Uh, somewhere at four and a sixth is the net result. <laughs> Time to wrap up. So do you wait, want us on the... Oh, that's wrong. Mike is doing the math. I think it isn't it four and a ninth because it's divided by three. I Hold don't on. know. You guys, don't don't close the show. <laughs> Mike is whipping out his giant TA-83 calculator. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Whoa. And now he's playing Snake on it? What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Sorry, what guys. I'm playing Block Dude. Oh, that game ruled. <laughs> it is four and a ninth. <laughs> four and a ninth. There we go. Future episode, Block Dude on the TI-83 calculator. <laughs> that game ruled. That game really ruled. It was so hard. Everyone yeah. was like, what level can you get to? Oh, incredible. Uh, do kids still get to get big calculators or do they I all just so. use their phones? They have now? iPads now, yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Because I guess you could just get like a TI-84 app, <laughs> you know? That's true, but I think maybe in terms of standardized testing, because... Well, they want you to bring them in. I don't know. Who I don't knows? have kids. We, none of us have kids. Yeah, none of us have kids. And if we, even if we did have kids, they wouldn't be using graphing calculators for at least eighteen yeah, years. Yeah, they'd be babies. <laughs> they'd be babies. Although <laughs> I, I did, we did have a baby, uh, like a toddler, bring in a graphing calculator the other day as a toy to play with. Oh, oh my god! That's we were like, why do you have this? There was a uh, and there's an area in Jedi Survivor. A lot of it is just like trying to figure out the puzzle of the landscape. You know, like how mm-hmm. far can you jump or whatever. And uh, there was one that had two big blocks that are like taller than you that you had to push around to get to different areas. And I was like, I am playing like a $70 console version of Block Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All video games are just Block Dude and yeah. you break them down. All right, anyway. now we'll close the show. Do you, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is On Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com because that's what this is. That's right. And you can, of course, also see us in Anarchy, the Improvised Rock Opera, all three of the voices you've heard today. And you can yes. find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash How Star Wars Is It for a weekly bonus episode and buckets of other cool stuff on there. Yeah. Hours and hours. And Paul. 
Other than anarchy, what plugs do you have? Oh man, I am also in comedy sports minor league on Thursdays, but that's the same time as anarchy, so I can't plug that. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> well, damn it. Could. In the month of July, <laughs> though, we will be off from anarchy, and so go see comedy sports minor league. That's right. And yeah. And then that's my Instagram second is, city, uh, right? It's a second. Yeah, it's in the uh, in Piper's Alley. That's I'm right. Not supposed to use the brand name of Second yes, City, but yeah, it's Piper's right. Alley in the the Judy's Beat Lounge. And then, um, yeah, my Instagram handle is your Paul Richard. I sometimes post reels of my solo comedy songs, so check that out too. Yeah, hell yeah, woo! Well, thank you so much for joining us, Paul. We had a blast talking to you about this musical. Me too. Thank you guys so much. Anything I think else? you're also no, maybe everything. the only person who's been witness to a score netting a ninth. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Four and one ninth. <laughs> we never get into the ninths of it all. You, you really, you made us that happen, which is good. Making you think. I love it. So at the end of the show, we say, we love you. May the fourth be with you. So if you want to say that with us, you can. But sandwiches to Star Wars, it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So like we always say, we, we love, love you. And, and may, may the, the fourth be, be with, with you. Bye bye. Bye. Hi! Wait, I'm still chewing! Put this at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now say hi.